0: Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I am your host, Tim Genovese, web developer for Oz Marketing and sales noob, reputed sales noob. Uh, with me today, as always, we have Oliver Young, sales director for the Young Automotive Group. We have JD Diz Bradley. <laughs> Back in the saddle, Paper baby. shuffler and corporate trainer for <laughs> the Center of Excellence. Uh, and we have special guest with us today, Justin Everinkaya. He is the general manager of the Young Subaru store in Ogden, Utah. Welcome to the show, Justin. It's really, really good to have you here. Thank Excited you for to have you Be here, Justin. Oh, he's smiling. Thank you. Look at that.
1: Look at that.
2: Look at he's brimming
0: with smiles. He's he's (laughs) brimming. Uh, So
3: everybody, Tim. Actually, before we get started, could could we just could you do an intro of yourself and like? Absolutely, Justin Abrinkaya. Um, I've been in the automotive business for the past 17 years, and I started selling cars initially, and went to finance and desk manager, and uh, used car manager and GSM, and today I'm here as a general manager. I love the business, and I'm happy to be here. And and from my point of view, Justin has been
1: one of the most incredible salespeople I've ever met. He has absolutely revolutionized our store here at Subaru and is, a, is incredible, knows, knows the sales
0: business through and through.
2: That's the guy you want to talk to if you want to really learn how to run a team, let me oh, tell you. Yeah. Fantastic.
0: Um, so before before we met up today, uh, we, we all kind of had some assignments to come through, and I'm going to hold everybody in this room accountable uh, for for those assignments. Uh, I didn't I stop <laughs> caffeine. You did not stop. Now I know Oliver was supposed to stop caffeine. I'm back. I'm, I'm back off the caffeine. He's off drink. the caffeine. Okay, it's fantastic. It's been one week again. And uh, JD was supposed to come up with a his. He, I'm holding him accountable today for his assignment, which was to come up with a uh, a topic for today's podcast. Yes. So.
2: Yes, I do have a topic for today's tell, tell podcast? Tell us what that
0: topic is. I wonder if it's apropos at all to what I'm talking
2: about. Yeah, it might be. I mean, uh, you know, the, the thing that I've been thinking about lately is that really, really, really good leaders um, they know how to create uh, teams in which members are holding each other accountable. And and this type of accountability system is actually better than any disciplinary, any reward system. It's where uh, teammates and peers um, they come together under policy and commitment, and uh, the unwillingness is what I like about this. The unwillingness to let each other down is probably one of the most affected forms, most effective forms of accountability. Um, And so what I want to talk about today is peer-to-peer accountability and how that's actually more powerful than manager-to-peer or manager-to-employee accountability. So we're talking about peers holding each other accountable. So let me ask you guys this real fast. What do you think peer-to-peer accountability is? And when I say that, what, what do you think of?
1: Yeah, when I think about it is is when you see each other on a team and you both have a clear vision of where you want to go and you know that in order to do it you have to carry your load and the reason why you put in the work or put in the effort is not to make not to help yourself, but make sure that you are helping the team get to the destination that they wanna be, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely, I like that. One of the things that you mentioned was clarity, and we're gonna talk about that here in a second, because that's super important, because when we talk about peer-to-peer accountability, if it's not done under the right circumstances, it can actually hurt a team as well, um, when we we refer to accountability. Justin, what do you think when when I say what peer-to-peer accountability is?
3: You know, it's actually an important element of a good teamwork. It shows you that you have a really healthy team, um, it, it means that you pretty much care for everybody that's on the same playing field as you are, right? You care about them. You want to make sure you su- they succeed and you succeed. When you try to keep yourself accountable, it's sometimes really hard, right? And that's when you need the peer-to-peer accountability where you need your coworkers to step in because when it's the coach that's doing it, it creates tension. But when it's with your peers and with a group of people that you literally trust, it's just a great learning environment to find solutions to help you achieve what you really want.
2: Absolutely. 100%. Tim, you want to weigh in on that, bud? Uh,
0: yeah, absolutely. So I, I actually think a lot about, uh, and I know I've talked a lot about marathon running, I think a lot about actually training. Uh, I think a lot about training for a race, um, getting up early. To, to go do a, you know, a 12 mile run at five o'clock in the morning is it's a very difficult thing to do. And it's hard to hold yourself accountable to do that. Um, and and I've, I've struggled with that in the past, but anytime I have people that are going to be there, you know i have to show up because you know bob is going to be there and jan is going to be there and all of these other made up people that I'm, I'm thinking of in my head are going to be there um but that them being there i'm holding them accountable because they know i'm going to be there they're holding me accountable because i know that they're going to be there right
2: yeah absolutely at some of the <clears throat> the times in my life everybody knows this is no surprise with JD that weight for some reason has always been a struggle for me um, and it's because I love food I like bread I like sugar who does not right mm-hmm. fried things um, but the nice thing about that is is what it's taught me is the times that I've seen the most success is the times that I shared what I was trying to accomplish with another person and said hold me accountable why why Oliver do you think we do that why do when we share it with someone somebody, why does it become more powerful than us just trying to operate alone? Um, I I really,
1: I feel like it's a commitment that you're making to another person saying, I am going to do this and you don't want to let them down. And especially when somebody will help you with that and say, Hey, where are you at? Where, how, how, how's it coming? You, you feel like I have a commitment that I need to live up to. And so that in of itself helps you to push and to make sure you get to where you wanted to be.
2: Yeah. Now, the actual definition of peer accountability, I wrote this down because it was really interesting. It says peer accountability is an outgrowth of trust, respect, and commitment. Team members set the example by demonstrating that they can hold each other accountable, encouraging the team to give feedback on our individual performance in meetings and the team's stated goals. Um, but I like the fact that it focuses on an outgrowth of trust, respect, and commitment. Why Why do you think that trust, respect, Commitment, transparency. Why is that so important if you're going to create a culture of peer to peer accountability?
1: You know, a, a book that I love that I've, I, I, is, um, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Um, and that kind of goes to the heart of this is how a team can, fu- how a team can either work together or be destroyed by their own dysfunctions. And the base layer of everything is trust. And I remember, um, talking about, uh, holding people accountable. And a lot of times people say you can't hold people accountable in front of other people. And I understand there are some things that you should not hold people accountable in front of other people. It should be in a closed room and you should do it privately. But if there's enough trust within a team, sometimes somebody else can learn from the lesson that they're being taught, even though they're not being, um, not the ones in the room, if that makes sense. And so when you have trust together, it it allows you to learn from each other. So when one person's saying, hey, we need to do X, Y, and Z to their peer, and another peer hears it, they go, oh, you know what? That, that makes sense. I need to get on top of that too. And so because we have that trust between each other, it allows for a clear communication and everybody can learn from each other's mistakes rather than having to all sit on se- separate silos and not be able to learn from each other.
0: So, so you can learn kind of vicariously through the feedback that somebody else is getting in a group setting. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
2: And and, uh, what what I think, uh, leaders, coaches, managers—they always make the mistake of of thinking that very thing. That if I if I reprove somebody in public, that it's going to be this bad thing. When when if it's done the right way, you don't understand how many people that it's actually going to benefit in the long run. Sure. You don't know who's listening now. Adversely, um, how peer-to-peer accountability can be destroyed is when we're talking about dysfunctions of a team is when um, it's not coming from a genuine place, the accountability piece. So when you're holding somebody accountable, if, if I just am, am, am your teammate and I come to you and that factor of trust isn't there, right? We just, you don't, there's just something that's happened. There's a rift between us or you just don't quite trust me. And I come to you and hold you accountable for something. How are you going to feel?
3: I could literally at that point think as in if you're picking on me instead of seeing it as you just want to help me and help me get better, right? So I think the trust goes a long ways right there. The trust should be there. If we have the trust, when you come at me like that, I absolutely would appreciate everything you're doing to help me and holding me peer-to-peer accountability right there because I would then know and believe that you want me to just get better.
2: Absolutely, and and if <clears throat> if I'm seeing that peer as somebody that's more like a mentor, somebody that can show me the way, um, I I almost am expecting that person to hold me accountable. Um, I need that person to hold me accountable. If I don't, um, I'm just going to shrivel up and die because I I'm I'm on my own when it when it comes to that. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Um,
0: so, so there's got to be some kind of a foundation there. Then there's, there has to be a foundation of trust and absolutely respect. And I, I think um, what what I'm getting out of this is not just that there should be a mentor relationship, but but as peers, we should all kind of be mentoring each other in one way or another. Absolutely. Um, and and that builds respect, that builds trust, and that builds the expectation of accountability. Yeah,
1: and I, you know, along with that, I, the, the you know, there's trust, respect, and commitment, right? And the commitment is a commitment to the team, right? To the team success. And if any one member is failing the team, then the team can't be successful. And so for one person to step out of their bound and say, hey, look, you're failing the team. Let's make sure we get back up there. How can I help you? right? On a peer-to-peer level, mm-hmm. that makes us so much better. It makes the team so much better, and we can improve so much better. But the commitment, like you were saying, JD, it has to come from the, r- the right place. It has to come from we're committed to the team and every individual success so the team can be successful.
0: So let me ask you this. Um, we're talking about peer to peer accountability right and we're talking about what what happens if uh, a member of the team is essentially not living up to their own responsibilities. Uh, how do you how do you avoid falling into the trap of resentment, as opposed to stepping up and saying, uh, you know, from a, a good um, kind of almost loving, nurturing place? Hey, you need to step up, and 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 you've got to you've got to handle your responsibilities here, and and provide
2: you know your end of the of the team here. Well, I, very first first thing that that comes to my mind is is confidence. If you as an individual, you know, if you start to feel that type of resentment what really are you resenting are you resenting their lack of performance are you resenting their their laziness are you resenting the fact that maybe they just don't understand um, or are you looking at your own self and are you starting to pick out some of the things that maybe maybe you don't do well or maybe is exposing you so when when it comes to an individual who may not be following the the peer-to-peer accountability model within the team and it's and it's it, it, it it's up to the peers I think a, a good leader will watch and he'll allow peers to kind of help write that ship some of the best teams that I've been on were, were teams that when you you had a lack of performance and I, and I'll liken this to the uh to the car business because that's where I come from is if I was out working with a customer and I just gave a customer a business card and I just let him walk off a lot and I didn't a manager didn't even know that I was with somebody as soon as I walked back in the door and some of the best teams I've been on you would you would hear it you would hear it from your peers they'd be like bro where, where'd you let that customer go hey I I saw that. I saw what you did. And so you knew moving forward that you were never going to do that again because it does, it lets the team down. So when we have that individual, you have to, you have to systematically find a way to come from that caring, nurturing place because you yourself understands one, you were there at one point in your career. And two, you have the character and the confidence to help turn that person around if they want to be turned around. So that's when leaders, managers, um, peers step in and say, how do we help? How do we help?
1: I a hundred percent agree there, JD. And I think another key part is celebrate the successes when somebody else succeeds. Um, that, that's another part of peer-to-peer accountability is, is in, in tough dysfunctional teams is when, when somebody succeeds, I'm mad. It shouldn't ever be that way. When somebody succeeds, you should celebrate for them. You should be happy for them, right? Regardless of where you might sit at that particular point, because one of your teammates is succeeding and is helping all of us move forward, right? So I I think it's important to realize there's two sides of that coin. The accountability uh, or accountability is both on the negative and the positive side.
2: Yeah. Well, and if if you're the person that's succeeding, show everybody the way give them the roadmap, right? Sure. You can't hold somebody accountable if they don't if they don't know where to go. And so we talked a little bit about transparency. If you're not transparent, if you guys don't have trust, if you don't have the right commitment as a team, then peer-to-peer accountability won't work because everyone's not rowing in the same direction. You've got that one person in the back that's just sticking their oar in the water. Right. And they're like, what's going, why are we keep going in a circle? Well, it's because JD's got his dadgum oar in the water. <laughs> He's supposed to be rowing, right? And so it, let me ask, You, this why is this so much more powerful than manager to employee accountability? What do you think? Do you want to take that one?
3: Absolutely. Um, as I was saying earlier, I think what when it doesn't come from a coach, when it comes from your peers, there's a little bit of a comfort zone where you are a lot more open to receiving that information, and I think it becomes more effective because you're working with them side by side a lot more than you are with your managers or your leaders. So, there is that fear of. If I let you down again, shame on me. So there's that personal responsibility that, that it's almost like a wake up call, right? Hey, this is your last wake up call. If you don't do this, this is what's gonna happen. So you kind of wake up and you you literally open up and you listen to what your peers have to say. And I think you take it a lot more seriously, right? As I was saying earlier, um, when the coach is doing it, it creates tension. But when it's your peers that are doing it or a group of people that you trust in your peers, it creates a great learning environment. So you, it seems like you're a lot more open to learning that
1: uh, and one thing that I think through is there's a spectrum of when you're a manager what you're trying to do you're either trying to make things go right like so you're either helping things to not go wrong or make things go right right so you're either dealing with problems which is reactive or you're making things go right which is proactive right so reactive versus proactive as a manager. When a team holds each other accountable, a lot of times what happens is you you as a manager can focus on making things go right rather than on just helping things or uh, just being reactive to what's happening at sure. that moment. Absolutely. So it f- it helps free up the leadership to say, "What can I do to now move us to the next level as a ma- as a management team?" Because my team of peers, my team is actually. Uh, that they manage is holding themselves accountable to the things that, that would be normally a reactionary thing for a manager to, to hold people accountable.
2: So if if we put it in crayon in my brain, um, if we're all rowing in the same direction, I get my boat rowing in the same direction. Then I can look at what's ahead of us. And all I have to do is adjust our speed or how we move. Yep. Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Instead of saying "Hey, left or please help push," right? <laughs> that I, I, instead, the 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 whole team is saying, "Hey, let's sure. keep this moving. Let's keep it going."
0: Yeah. I'd, I'd like to circle back for just one second to to the example that we talked about a little bit earlier about uh, you know the the guy who he takes an up and and lets him walk off the lot mm-hmm. without without taking any action whatsoever. I think it would be for me, I. I I work off of examples. I work off of. I like to see this stuff in practice. I would love to see an example. How would how would you hold that person accountable
2: in a peer to peer setting? I, you know what? That for me, and that's happened to me. And that literally is. First of all, it has to be somebody you know is coming from a genuine place. Sure, absolutely. Um, I. It's something I would do in private, where I would pull my friend. And that's who they are. I'd pull my friend aside, and it is usually just a pretty open and honest conversation. Um, first of all, it's it's you got to find out a little bit about what's going on, you know, how sure. are things going on, what's going on, why why are you doing the thing that you're doing that is affecting your performance. And once that individual can can figure out where that person's coming from, then it's so much easier from a peer standpoint to just relate to them and say, "Hey, bro, l- let's go, let's do this. We're going to do this together. Um, I can help you out because I'm a person that's not only." been there, but I've also passed through those things and I'm more successful. So it, it's really not that hard. It's just a matter of pulling someone aside and just giving them a quick nudge and saying, hey, you got this. I'll show you how. Let's figure it out. It doesn't have to be some massive corrective because that's not what peer-to-peer accountability right, right. really is. That's that's for a manager to do. But when you when you nudge somebody and, and they look at you and go, I get it. I get it. I, that's some of the best performances I've had in sales is when I had individuals next to me just literally arm in arm saying, hey, you've got this, Diz. We can go. Let's go. Yeah.
1: And, and and it could just be a short, hey, JD, every time you drop a person on the lot, you drop it for our team. Can you please make sure that doesn't happen again? Right. One of my favorite stories, I actually heard this from Russ Cooper. It was, and now I'm not a baseball guy, um, but I'll try. But uh, A-Rod, and who was on the team with A-Rod? Another big picture. Who's the big picture? <laughs> the Rocket. He, not with A-Rod. Anyway, it was two Yankees, massive, uh, really, so good, really good. We're, star we're really good at sports We're not talking Star Wars, Tim. So I know we're way out left, left field. field. Right, right. Yeah. If you're, if you're um, talking
0: Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi, yeah. <laughs> I'm all there.
1: <laughs> but he was talking about these two all-star powerhouse um, Yankees players, and a new guy came on the team. He he hit He hit... Um, He hit the ball, went in the infield, he was running toward first base, and they threw it to first base, and they got him out, right? And so instead of running through the base, he just walked straight to the dugout. And so A-Rod looked at this pitcher and he said... Are you going to take care of this? And he said, yep, I'll take care of it.
2: Sounds like Roger Clemens. And this Clemens. isn't the coach.
1: It could be Roger Clemens. Yeah, I think it is. Is you, it he, Roger Clemens? You guys had him speak. It yes. could be Roger. It yes. could be the Rocket. No, I think so I maybe rocket. I was wrong. This is right. And so the Rocket or Roger Clemens, he rolls out to that new guy and he says, hey, at the Yankees, we run through first base. Don't make that happen again. That's perfect example of peer-to-peer accountability. Right. The coach didn't have to go out and do it. And he, and he said, these are the standards that we exact please make sure you hold them with us.
0: No, I love it. Those those, those are great examples. Um, I, I feel like uh, m- myself and probably many other people out there get a little worked up uh, at the thought of having conversations like that with people that oh, we yeah. care about, about, you know, having a tough conversation with a person that we care about. But if we can have it casually, if it can come from a place of respect and caring, um,
2: then it's it's not a big deal and it
0: shouldn't be a big deal.
2: Yeah. That's why trust is the foundation.
1: And I'd like to ask one question, JD. Why do you feel like this is so crucial for a sales team?
2: This is, is it's almost non-negotiable for a sales team. Um, and, and the reason behind it is that you have, you have a team of operators, that all understand and hold each other accountable for this level of excellence that we need to obtain. And it's where we go one, we go all, right? Um, And it's crucial because in a selling environment, you can either have a team completely dive, take a nosedive based on one individual, or you have a team that holds each other accountable. And when that one individual is going to cause the team to take a dive, it doesn't happen. They actually usually go and bear that person up, find out what's going on. And if at some point that doesn't correct correct itself, that teammate will be gone. Um, They will not allow somebody in their sphere of influence to come in and taint the level of excellence that they hold. It's the same thing as, hey, we run through first base. It's not optional. It's not what we do We're the Yankees. And that's why in a a selling environment, it's so crucial. And that comes from peer to peer. That's not a manager coming in and saying, you need to do this and we need to trust each other when that's fine. But when you start to understand how to create that that small sphere of influence and that level of excellence that everybody maintains, then adding somebody to the team, it's almost like you're vetting that person that's about to come onto the team and saying, well, they need to be able to toe the line and, and meet our level of expectation or they can't be on our team. 100% 100% agree. I love
0: it. All right. Uh, it's it's that time uh, where we need to talk about an action item for next, uh, for just to take care of before the next podcast, next week, whenever.
2: Yeah, action item. So um, here's what I want you guys to do, all of you that out there in podcast land. I want you to go back to your individual teams. And I just simply want you to sit and observe. Watch your team, see how they function, see how they interact with one another, see if there is that level of peer-to-peer accountability. You might see it with only some individual salespeople. There might be a small group of sales individuals in your in on your sales team that are holding each other accountable, how do you get that to germinate and spread through the rest of the team? And then I want you to identify the key players on your team that are the people that will start to create that peer-to-peer accountability. Fantastic.
0: Well, I've been taking copious, copious notes as usual. So uh, here's here's my summary. Now, my notes are a little sloppy today, but let's, let's see how we do. Um, basically, peer-to-peer accountability is far more powerful than management-to-peer accountability because these are the people that we're working with on a daily basis. They're the people that we're working with directly, we're supposed to be a part of this team, it's a lot harder to let those people down because you're spending all of your time with them, right? You're not spending all of your time with your manager and you're a part of this team. Uh, and we innately have an unwillingness to let each other down, right? Peer-to-peer accountability doesn't have to be some big dramatic thing. It should come from a place of caring. It should come from a place of respect, a place of empathy, and a place of trust and commitment. Um, and, and it's just all about uh, holding each other accountable and having those conversations and saying, hey, these are the things we we do. These are the things we don't do. Uh, don't let me down. Yep.
2: Apps, gosh, he makes us look so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. That's amazing.
0: Well, guys, this has been fantastic. I, I really appreciate uh, everything that you guys bring to the table. I'm very excited ab- about uh, you know learning about peer-to-peer accountability. I'm excited for our listeners to learn about peer-to-peer accountability, or at least even to have this as a good refresher for them. Uh, everybody listening, if you can do us a favor, hop on to Apple Podcasts, uh, rate us, uh, leave us a review, let us know how we're doing. That's going to help us, us out a great deal. And if you do have questions for us or if you do have suggestions for future podcasts send us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com. uh that's it we'll see you all on the next show heck yeah have a good one justin thank you for being here and and we'll see you and uh we'll see you on the next episode as well thank you